Thank you, Father. Be with us. Continue to be with us. As only you can and you will. It's in the name of your Son, our Savior, the Christ. We ask it all. Let every heart say. Thank you, praise team. Thank you, um, Holy Spirit, for uh, sweet communion. Thank you. Um, yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, some. It was um, it's Marx that said uh, it's the opiate of the people. Experience him in his fullness is directly related to our willingness to be in relationship with him. As I said last week, I'll keep it G rated. But if you want that intimacy with God, it, it, there, there are some requirements associated with that. And so we are uh, as uh, my father would often say we live beneath our privilege. We, we, we fly at a certain spiritual elevation and for, um, for many I guess that's okay. You know. It's how some folks deal in relationships. You know. For an outside person, I mean, even, even to the point of abuse, because that's all they know. But that's why the writer said, invited you, invited me, taste and see. Judge for yourself. Open the door. That's it. I'm done. Um, so we are continuing our, our look at the fourth to the ninth chapters of the book of Genesis, a series we've uh, titled Floods and Gates. And today we want to begin at the sixth verse of the seventh chapter. I, and I know you guys are thinking, it's like, we're going to be in Genesis uh, uh, for a long time. Now, we haven't been in there that long, so, so pump your brakes. Uh, but... Uh, but, but, but right now, this, it, 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 the chunks of scripture pick up shortly. So, but uh, by summertime, just this is kind of a PSA, by summertime, we will, uh, we will uh, make a pivot and uh, go into the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, so that's, that's where we're headed. And so, uh, but right now, we're, 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 we're taking our time. And uh, trust me, this is a... These aren't game day decisions. These are, it's, it's, it's been looked at, it's prayed about, it's thought out, and it's, it's chunked out, if you will, in advance. So, so we know um, where we're going, and unless 
the Holy Spirit gives us unction to go otherwise, um, like I said, by the summer, by around June, July, we will, uh, we will make a pivot into uh, Acts of the Apostles. Uh, but today we want to begin at the sixth verse of the seventh chapter, and it reads, Noah was 600 years old. Escaped the waters of the flood. We'll see later that uh, later in the text that Noah lived to be 950. Um, and I'm not even trying to say, oh, that's old. It's, it's old as relative. It's like we're, we're, we're here in the 600th year of his birth. He lives to be 950. So uh, let's just look at it. it. You know, he's about two thirds through the, uh, the, the time that uh, God uh, has given him. And I won't park here long. But it was, it's, it's worth looking. Can I get a tissue, Mrs. Meeks? I am so sorry. Uh, and I am so sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I won't park here tomorrow. Uh, but it's worth noting, again, uh, without reading stuff into the text, just look at the text. And uh, I know it's like you use age to date, and they're talking about, you know, and how they, you know, whatever. But all I'm saying is God didn't highlight or the writer didn't highlight any other attribute about Noah. Didn't say that Noah was a pretty smart dude. Didn't say he was particularly good looking or good looking at all. Didn't say anything. He might have been, he made, you know, he made been ugly, you know, as we define ugly. Um, doesn't say he was intelligent. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. Uh, but what we can glean from the text today and the previous couple of weeks is that God was looking for someone righteous. It was an age dependent. He was looking for someone righteous. In the sixth chapter, the ninth verse, we read that Noah was a righteous man blameless among the people of his time, and he walked with God. Righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked with God. Maybe it's just me. It's all, it's probably is. I always, I, I like to throw myself under the bus because it probably is me. Uh, but it's, it's a trick of the evil one, and also our own carnal uh, inclinations, to focus on things that are either just straight up uh, unimportant, or at least secondary or tertiary in importance. Um, again, I'm not trying to read stuff into it, but Noah was, didn't say he was an expert shipbuilder. You know, I picked Noah because that boy, he knows how to build an ark, you know? Uh, didn't, 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 didn't even say Noah was picked you know, see, if, if Deacon Rita was there, I could see her being picked because she's got a degree in animal husbandry. See, doesn't say that Noah had a degree in animal husbandry either. Um, what are you saying? Without going out on a spiritual limb, he was available to be used by this covenantal God in whatever way the covenantal God asked him to be used. He didn't ask. Noah, are you good at this? Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, what do you say? Uh, our right standing with God. 
our righteousness in him is tied to our obedience to him. And obedience and availability are the opposite side of the same coin. I think I'll say that again. Our right standing with God. Our right standing with God. That is our righteousness in him is tied to our obedience to him. And obedience and availability are the opposite sides of the same coin. I love what Sister Meeks, uh, she had, I heard her uh, share. She said, planning doesn't start on the day of an event. Planning, by definition, is a process. Planning doesn't start on, you know, uh, you know <laughs> let's put it this way. The construction of the ark began before Noah started constructing the ark. You guys are looking at me like weird. Uh, I, I, I am dead serious, Jack. The, 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 the construction of the ark started before the construction of the ark. What are you saying? I'm saying we see that there was a the, there was a period where grace was being extended. And then God called time out. It's it. Grace is over. It's time for judgment. So up until that run up in point, what was Noah doing? Noah was whatever he was doing. God saw something in him that he was going to pull him. And it's like, at the right time, at the right point, I'm going to use this boy for, for well, he's 600 years old. He ain't quite a boy. Uh, I'm going to use this man, and I'm going to have him be the person that I'm going to work through to, to save the earth. Okay, I'm, I'm done. I said I wouldn't park there long, so I'm done. Um... But we do know there is a time when grace is over, right? Right? I mean, you know, the grace, grace is like, okay, time's up. Um, I, I have so many stories of uh, Reuben Cephas Meeks Sr., my father. Okay, son, I, I'm not going to get you this time. I'm not going to get you this time, but uh, uh, what you said but not said, uh, watch yourself. Well, I'm not going to get you this time, but watch yourself. There were those periods of stupidity on my part where that would accumulate. Those grace periods would accumulate. And then grace was like, okay, it's time. It, it's, it's time to pay. The bill is due. And it's funny thing, Reuben ain't God, but he didn't forget all of those things that led up to that point. You remember, boom. Uh, you remember, boom. I know, I know. You know, we get extended timeouts now, but I, I'm not. And I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just saying. But but grace came to an end. Uh, I like how the the apostle Peter uh, put it. Uh, with God and us. Do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. See, people will spend a lifetime 
uh, attempting to outwit God. Um, you know, I, I've used the example before. It's like, oh yeah, I claim I'm on a diet, but boy, my nose is pressed up to the glass and sees candy. Just drooling, a fogging up the window at the turtle, uh, the turtle booth there. And it's like, boy, I'm on a diet. <sighs> you know, it's like, so, so, so we, 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 we push the envelope to see how far we can get away with. Uh, it started, didn't start with me, didn't start with you. Uh, pretty much started with Eve, uh, with the serpent, questioning what God said. And continuing to redefine, not just what obedience is or isn't, but what constitutes a relationship in Him. So you've heard it, you've probably said it yourself. Uh, at one point or another, it's my truth. It's my reality. <laughs> like, I just, that's a head scratcher right there. I just, it's my truth. It's my reality. Whatever that means. But one person described that posture. It means it's my unsubstantiated opinion. Or it's what I want to believe. And usually has nothing to do with truth. So I get to redefine truth because it's mine. I get to redefine the relationship because it's mine. My truth or reality is that I did this or that. And guess what? God didn't send a bolt of lightning down to me. And so it must be okay. So let me just continue to roll along in this path. I didn't, you know, ain't dead. Okay, I did that. Okay. Until the flood hit 
and swept everything away. See, ours is not to uh, take on uh, uh, ours. Ours is not to take on our our what I think uh, my reality, but 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 uh, uh, or my new definition of righteousness or what a relationship with God is. Ours is to take on a posture that looks a lot like Noah's, filled with righteousness. We don't have to concern ourselves. We don't have to worry about when the flood is coming. You know, there won't be a flood. But we, we don't have to worry about when the flood is coming. There's no need to even build an ark. Physically or metaphorically. We're not called to isolate ourselves. Be on a remote island spiritually. Nor are we to live as if the flood isn't coming. So we, you, somewhere in that, you see every confessing Christian in that is like, oh well, we're gonna we're gonna build a citadel. We're gonna build a little remote, and we're going to just just steal away from the rest of the world, and we're gonna just wait till Jesus rescues us from this this this, this cursed world. Uh, and then you have others that said, he ain't coming. He haven't been here, and uh, let's just carry on. So it's about time for a question, and it's not rhetorical. What's your spiritual focus? What's your spiritual focus? Uh, one of my supervisors I've shared with this before with you, uh, his adage was, what gets measured gets done. What gets measured gets done. So when asked, what are we working on? What are we working on that will ultimately get measured? What are we, what, what are we working on? How do we view the things we do? How do we, how, how do we view the things we do? You, everybody gets put, uh, despite what the Beatles said, they, they're not eight days in a week. Okay, there's seven. Everybody gets seven. Everybody that's alive gets seven. Everybody. Yeah. And you get 24 hours in that, in, in every one of those. So seven times 24, you can do the math. I can't. I'm 160 something. Now, those are your hours. Right, right. That's what you get. That's what you get. So what are you doing with the hours that God gives you? That's not rhetoric. That's like, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm binging on Netflix. It's like, really? I mean, I nothing wrong with that. I'm nothing. I guess. I guess. But I, I just, I, I don't. Well, your pastor needs. Well, your pastor so and so. Fill in your name. Wait, 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 what's the deal? <laughs> oh, I, I just. How do we do view the things we do? Are we more like Noah? Are we Dan or Nancy? Or, you know, who are we? Who, who are we? Who, how do we see, ourselves, uh, see ourselves in the in the context of the rest of the world? Uh, let me go on. Verse 8. Pairs of clean and unclean animals, of birds and of all creatures that move along the ground, male and female, came to Noah and entered the ark as God commanded Noah. Just so that uh, we, the readers, don't get confused and think that Noah and the family were out there trapping elephants and emus. Uh, it's like, you see right here, the text says, they came to Noah and entered the ark. Uh, I'm convinced I, I, I don't know for a fact, I'm speaking about myself, that most of us have an inflated opinion of our knowledge, skills, and ability. Yeah. I've been to this college. 
I've been to this seminary. I've been to, uh, you know, like, boy, you say my first rodeo. I know a thing or two. Yeah, you know a thing or two, all right? Yeah. We have a very high opinion of ourselves. But as you look at the text, all of this is orchestrated by and is all about God. It's his creation. It's his regret. It's his plan. It's his destruction. This is all about God. Noah's kind of like, you're the, you're the, you're the prop man. You're the, you're the, you're, you're the guy with the mop or whatever. Uh, in fact, tonight is, is, it's Oscar night tonight, I think, right? So, so if, if, again, I'm not trying to be flip, but uh, God, if God were up for an Oscar, he would not only be in every category, and only him, uh, he would be the Academy. He'd be voting too, because you can't vote. You can vote on God. It's like, it's like God. No, uh, I'm in every category, and guess what? I'm voting on myself. Yeah, I'm the best. Yeah. There's nobody like me. about just it had to smell you know I just I just I know there's a window up top whatever for a week Noah's in there eight people and a whole bunch of animals are in this wooden vessel without a steering wheel without a rudder without a without a mask and the door is closed I know, you guys don't think about this. If I think about this stuff, there's no indication that God said to Noah, Noah, you know what? You know, there's a kind of like when you get on the plane and it's, it's, you're sitting on the tarmac, there's been a delay. Oh, we're we're, we're going to have to delay. We're going to sit tight for about a week. But hang in there. Hang in there. You're, it's, it's, it's all good. It's, 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 it's all good. I, uh, I, I'm t- you see, Noah, the clouds and the rain that I ordered were just a little bit late. Uh, but the text doesn't say 
anything about God communicating with Noah when he's locked up in the boat. Not a doggone thing. Nothing. I can't even stand to be in my own room by myself for, for more than a couple hours. And I'm going to be in an ark with a bunch of animals. I, I don't know what Mrs. Noah was saying. It's just like... This is a fine mess you got us in here. <laughs> Monkey swinging from the chandelier. <laughs> now you don't think about that, do you? But neither do you see that Noah was restless. Or his face, or his faith was waning. There's silence. Yes. Just like, oh, it was only seven days. See, you know it was seven days because one, you ain't there, and you can read the text. Where are you in your little journal? In the ark. You day one. Day 83? Day 30 years. Come on, Pastor. Come on. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Now, I know God, you know, I know God promised me this. I know God said this. Uh, and I haven't heard from God. I, I, I don't, I, I don't. Our lived lives our lived lives, not the stuff we say on social media, or the stuff that, even the stuff that I, I want you to believe about me. My lived lives will reflect what I believe. What I, how I live, how I live will reflect what I believe. Anybody, any, anybody who's got any half a sense can post anything and say anything. How you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm, I'm just, I, you know, it can't, none, they, ain't no weapon uh, 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 can, uh, can harm me. And, and, and you're walking around with knives in your back and you're limping down the hallway and it's like, but, but I'm, I'm good, I'm good. We talk a good game. How does our life reflect what we confess? What we believe will evidence itself in the life we live, period, with the T at the end. Don't tell me what you believe. Show me what you believe. Show me, show me, show me what you believe through your life. I'm done. I'm done. Um, But here's another point. My faith can't be separated from the one I profess to have faith in. I can have faith. See, I can have faith that God is my everything and, uh, you know, he's cattle on a thousand hills and I'm Bill Gates in terms of my finances. If I've got, if I, if, see, that's why Habakkuk wrote what he wrote, you know, when, when the, when the, when the cupboard is empty, when the fridge is empty, when the, when the lights have been shut off, when, when the, the doctor gives me, a, 
I, I'll just say this, and uh, he didn't give me permission, but he's my nephew, so I can. Um, uh, my nephew, we were very close in age, and we've grown up together. Uh, I'm 65, he's 61, he's got, a, he's got a cancer diagnosis. Why do you say that? Because as I shared with him last night, I said, your, your, your confession of faith, I said, you need to just start recording what you're sharing with me, because it's encouraging me. And if it encourages me, I know it's going to encourage other people. It, that, that, that as you go through this, he says, you know, if God heals me, I'm grateful. If he doesn't, I'm ready. And that's, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not having that, 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 that reflective, I don't say pity party is, is not what I'm trying to say, but that reflective moment where it's like, well, you know, I know God is good because he heals me. He's good when he doesn't heal you. I'm really closing. Uh, I'm so glad that Noah didn't have that same pseudo faith that uh, a lot of folks have. You know, Noah did everything God told him to do. And he got inside that vessel, and the door was closed, and he sat there for a week. I wish I had that much faith. I wish I do. Uh, I know what you're saying, Pastor. I wouldn't do that. That doesn't make any sense. Well, I know. Uh, there's a lot of things that, that have transpired in all of our lives that don't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, I won't sing it, Sister Jones. I'm not that good. Uh, but I was, as I was sharing with Sister Jones, I said it'd be a game day decisions, but I'll share the lyrics with you anyway. Um, as Mahalia, Mahalia Jackson made it famous, uh, others have done it, but the song is called You Can't Hurry God. You can't hurry, God. Oh, I know that. No, we don't. No, we don't. Because we do our best to let's hurry up. You know, when the when the when the book of life gets, you know, the scary parts of the book get too scary. What do we do? We go to let's go to the end of the book, and I want to make sure everything turns out right. That's our bent. But when you're in the middle of week, in the middle of the week, and it's day six, and you don't know if day seven is coming or not. You can't hurry God, you just have to wait. You have to trust and give him time, no matter how long it takes. Uh, he may not come when you want him, but he's right on time. And I like how the one refrain goes, Job was sick so long until the flesh fell from his bones. His wife, cattle, and children, everything that he had was gone. He said, you put these afflictions upon me. Why don't you come on and see? He may not come when you want him, but he's always on. Time. 
So no matter where you are in your week, he's on time. He's on time. Trust him. You guys were shouting about it just 30 minutes ago. You were, you were shouting about the, the sufficiency and the certainty of God and his provision. You, I'm not alone. Let's bow. Our Father, our God, thanking you again that we can trust in you, never doubt. Father, you, you are God all by yourself. Thank you for your word and thank you for your people. And thank you for the opportunity to, to really just reflect on uh, where we are in our week. Is it day one? It's day six. It's day 350. Father, continue to give us that faith to trust and never die. Thank you, Father. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's stand. Thank you again so very much for worshiping with us. I know there, there's, there's hot water and, and, and tea in the, in the 31 sanctuary, and there's snacks in there too. Again, I want to invite anyone that would like to be baptized or would like to have a fuller understanding of what salvation is about. What does it mean to be saved? What does it mean to give your life to Christ? Please meet Sister Meeks in the fireside room. And then everyone that I gave the piece of paper to uh, relating to uh, um, uh, Good Friday, please meet me over in the 31 sanctuary too. So with that, let's bow. Our Father, our God, again, we say thank you. Thank you for Christ. Thank you for the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit. Thank you uh, for the praise team. Thank you for those that uh, serve in children's church, the teachers and the educators. Thank you. Thank you for the, the giggles and the, and the laughter and the screams of our little ones. Father, we just thank you for the privilege to, to be a part of a family. Be with us this day. Father, again, allow us to be that moon to your son. Father, that we would reflect the light of Jesus Christ. Father, to those that uh, live in darkness, let us, let us reflect your light and let them see you in us. Father, we thank you. We praise you and uh, just be a hedge of protection all around us, Father, as we go through this week. Keep us from all hurt, harm, and danger and let us be incredible witnesses uh, for you. It's in the name of your Son, our Savior, the Christ, we ask it all. Let every heart say, Amen. Hug somebody. Hug somebody.